You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Several teams have been making calls about getting into the top 10 on Thursday's NFL draft. And according to many, that includes the New England Patriots, who now apparently could have their eyes on Ohio State quarterback Justin Fields if he begins to slide. Now, some things need to happen before Belichick would be in a position to make that trade. However, it seems more likely now that New England is at least interested in moving up in the draft and trying to draft that future quarterback pretty high. So the only question left to say is, uh, is Justin Fields the right quarterback to eventually lead the New England Patriots? Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ram with my boy Connor. And finally, after a couple weeks of our schedules just not lining up, we're with our boy Tyson over from Master at Work. And before we can get going, I got to say the support for Deer Pats Nation is brought to you by Iron Triangle Concrete Weights. Stop overpaying for weights and gym memberships. Visit Iron Triangle Concrete Weights on Instagram and get your weights today. Tell them Deer Pats Nation sent you. You'll save yourself 10% off of every order. Don't forget to visit manscaped.com and save yourself 20% plus free shipping when you use that code RayRoute. Get your hands on the very best male grooming products. Save 20% plus free shipping using that code RayRoute and visit manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And, of course, you can check out the Rocky Mountain Barber Company and save 5% using that code RayRoute when you purchase your small batch male hygiene products made with natural ingredients. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com. Save 5% using that code RayRoute. We've left all the links to our generous sponsors and partners in the description wherever and however you're listening or watching this show. So, fellas, here we are again. Finally, the draft is coming up on Thursday because I am just done, sick, and tired of talking about all the speculation all the what are the Patriots going to do? Are they going to trade up? Are they going to trade down? Are they going to pick at 15? Are they going to go defense? Now they're interested in Justin Fields. Two weeks ago, they were interested in Trey Lance. A month ago, they were interested in Mac Jones. We've heard about Kellen Mond. Hell, maybe Tom Brady's going to make himself eligible for the draft again because that's how crazy it's starting to think. But we haven't got a lot of opportunity to talk to Tyson about the draft, so we're going to talk to him about that today. Uh, let's start with this whole Justin Fields thing, especially with San, this news on San Francisco coming out from Rappaport yesterday that they're looking at Trey Lance and Mac Jones. Tyson, if Justin Fields does become available and Belichick makes that move, are you comfortable going forward with Justin Fields as the, I guess, future quarterback of the Patriots? My next quarterback, who I want to be, his name is ABC, anyone but Cam. <laughs> um, I'm cool with anybody. To be honest with you, it's just like at this point, I just like the speculation was just rampant today. I heard Julio Jones. I heard, oh, we're gonna trade back. Kyle Trask, Justin Fields. I'm just ready to get this thing over with. Just whoever the hell we take, we take. I'm gonna be 100 yeah. <laughs> percent um backing Belichick or whatever he does. Unless he doesn't take a quarterback, then we're gonna have problems. Um, but yeah, I think I'm honestly just cool with whoever, honestly, even if it is Mac Jones, I'll be behind Mac Jones. Um, it's just, I don't know what else to think at this point. Like, is this like, how, like, I don't really take a lot of these sources seriously anymore. Um, only Belichick knows what Belichick's going to do. So I honestly think if we're going to trade up, it's going to be a draft day scenario to where they're going to wait until the 49ers pick whoever the hell they're going to take. In my opinion, they're not going to trade before the draft. They're not going to trade before the 49ers pick. 
Yeah, that that's been my whole piece too. Is that the 49ers are really going to dictate what the Patriots can and cannot do, depending on who they take in that round. And as much as I like to sit here and pretend like I have a quarterback I really like over another quarterback, I'm sort of in the same boat as you. I'm going to trust whatever Bill Belichick does. I mean, I've been kind of stood firm this entire time that I don't want Belichick just to pick a quarterback for the sake of picking a quarterback. If you like Kellamon, pick Kellamon in the second round. If you like Mac Jones, trade up and get Mac Jones. Make the decision that you think is best for the Patriots going forward. A lot of people know that I've been rough on Justin Fields, I guess is the fairest way to say it. And I am an Ohio State guy, and I've watched a lot of him. Uh, but, Connor, I've said to you a hundred times, I will definitely just become a homer and back Justin Fields, and I'll tell you everything good about right. him and ignore everything I've said for the last three months. Yep. Connor, do you happen to agree? By the way, Tyson, the ABC is actually uh, – it's that's my football term. I always say anybody but Chelsea. That's my ABCs of, of the sports <laughs> world. But Connor, I'll uh, I'll throw it to you, man. Are you kind of in agreement with with Tyson? Just anybody, like just get us a quarterback, get the future, set this up, and let's go. Yeah, I mean, I've been saying I'll trust Bill Belichick's you know opinion on whoever it is he thinks should be the best person for the Patriots for the future. Also, I'm just ready, like Tyson said, man. I just want them to pick somebody at this point. I don't care. There's been so much speculation. I just can't wait for them to pick someone on Thursday. It could be somebody I've never even heard of, and I'll I'll just start backing them. I'm I'm just ready for the draft to happen at this point. Yeah, I think we're at that that point where it's like everybody on Twitter not only has an opinion anymore, they have a source. It's getting ridiculous. Your, yeah. your boy Spike King was at some- it again. Yeah, somebody DM me today about was it Gillette Nation or whatever, and <laughs> I looked at the some of them. Oh, yeah, my sources say the Patriots are going to trade back. <laughs> I looked at the damn Twitter; it's like five hundred freaking followers. I'm like, bro, really, <laughs> bro? You yeah. expect me to believe? What sources are you talking about, bro? Yeah, I've oh, never here heard of Just them. got a text: Patriots are going to are gearing up more for a trade down than a trade up. They want to fill the spots between picks 15 and 46 and picks 46 and 96. Teams were that San Francisco set the bar with their trade up and they will need to come close. Gillette Nation draft source with like 500 followers. Get out of here with that crap, man. I like, I don't want to trust you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's. And that's what I always. And he's the same guy, if you look. He's the one who's got the his his tweet that he has pinned is that whole jordan love to the patriots trade thing that is all yeah see the same dude that got fooled by a packers fans fake trade hopefully your sources suggest you go outside yeah (laughs) like you've been uh, yeah there's i'm gonna tell you how much how much people get fooled by sources i uh, can't remember exactly how i fooled people but I, I, I literally fooled my entire audience on YouTube that I had a source for something. And everyone believed me. So that just shows you, like, anyone can have a source. Get out of here with that. Yeah, and you know what? And, and so we had somebody approach us just over a month ago who, you know, claims to be a part of the Patriots. And we did kind of reveal what he said, but... You and I kind of said the same thing, Connor. We're taking everything with a grain of salt. We're not looking this as a as a lock in source. And and right. the guy's a pretty solid dude. We know he's you know, we know his connection to the Patriots. But it's, I, I think especially when it comes to the New England Patriots, unless you're hearing it from Bill Belichick on draft day, it's it's all speculation of BS, anyways, right? When guys like Mike Reese, who are completely intertwined and connected to that team, really are all guessing and have speculation. It makes me laugh when people who are nobodies, like you're saying, like that that Twitter account with 500 followers, saying it's a lock, they're moving back, and and because I think it's one of those things that if you take enough guesses, eventually you'll be right. Right, they, that's probably what they do. They just put out a million scenarios out there, knowing one of them will be right. Well, dude, that's like your boy, the Spiking. I mean, he's predicted that everybody over the age of 30 is going to retire on the Patriots. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. had a he I'm makes a lot of well, predictions. going to come on my sh- on, on my channel soon, but um. Spiking's a freaking troll. This dude is on <laughs> still on the stidham. Like, bro, I'm trying to let bro listen. I understand you're trolling us, but stop with the stidham is going to be the starter week one, bro. It's not happening. Okay? Yeah, he's been saying that for a while. Stidham Jesus. season. I don't know what he sees in that kid. You're right. It, there's there's a, a, enough people who believe in Jared Stidham, and I, I'm just I just sit there 
dumbfounded. I, right. I, I well, just, assume, well, as soon as if they do draft a quarterback, um, which we believe may be in the first round or trade up, then the Stidham thing is done. Like that's oh, dead yeah. already. Like there's no way in hell. You might as well just cut Stidham at that point. Yep. So we do got a super chat here from my Patriots update says any of the top six quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. Anybody in the draft, anybody to new England. Appreciate you, man. Who, who do you guys think is number six? I know the top five who would be six. Mm, probably that Kyle Trask kid, right? Well, five would be because number one is Lawrence. Number two is Zach Wilson. I assume number right. three looks like it's going to be Lance or Jones. And then four and five will be fields in a combination of either, uh, Mac or Jones, uh, that Kyle Trask guy that people I guess seem you would to say like. Kellen Mond. Yeah. I think Kellen Mond is number six, but if you look at all these draft analysts, they all say Kyle Trask, who to me is like a worse version of Ben Roethlisberger. <sighs> right, right. And God, I, mean, I swear to God, if they draft Kyle Trask. <laughs> it's funny. That's the one guy I really, really don't want. And I just like, I'm starting to get that just sick feeling in my stomach that like that's gonna be the guy that ends up coming to the Patriots because <laughs> it's Bill Belichick well I put out today when that whole Justin Fields thing broke I just you know I quote tweeted today and said see it's just as I said Belichick's gonna draft a long snapper you know what I mean yeah. like it's just he's it's god it's nobody knows what that guy's gonna do. like I have to assume we're getting a quarterback but I don't think it's a lock that they trade up and get a quarterback in the first round right I mean, yeah. it's, it's, and there's other positions. We might have some crazy scenario where we trade for Garoppolo. <laughs> like, well, right, apparently, apparently that's still on the table. Like, wouldn't that be some crazy stuff? And I'm not going to lie. If that were to happen to say we trade, trade for Garoppolo for like a second round pick and we draft like, oh, we trade the number, was it 15th pick to, to, to Atlanta for like Julio Jones? Imagine if we come away drafting with like, Garoppolo and Julio Jones. I think, bro. I I, uh, I don't even know what to say after that. If that would have happened, I mean, it's a possibility. That would just be Belichick saying, "I'm hanging him up in a couple of years, and I got to get another one before I retire." So, right. At, at least I, I could I say I won him without Brady. Instagram as soon as it happens, and see if he's still going to be putting up that one love. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Like, do you think that, because, yeah, we've I've heard that, but, I mean, that Julio Jones rumor has been around for a while with Atlanta. Yeah, they've been saying that forever. Does he even have like. anything left? He's hurt he's, all he the has yeah. left, but, I mean, he's not, I don't he's, know, man. Like, I feel like he's more of a name now. I don't know. Well, it's funny. When you said, you know, what if they went and made, like, just did something crazy and traded for Julio Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo, what really came to my mind was that's our week three RI report. <laughs> you know, like that's our or that's our injured reserve report. Like it, it's just two guys that just can't stay healthy on the field. But I think that you know, it's they would have to make a decision of whether they want to go for it now or or try to build for the future. And they're in a they're in a situation where they could do either or. But I I agree with you, and I've been pre, I've been pretty stand fat on this that. I don't think the now or the future is Cam Newton. If they want to go for it now, they have to get a veteran quarterback that can get them through. And if they want to go in the future, they got to get somebody. And that's why I like a Kellen Mond, because what would be great is if you could end up with a veteran quarterback and get Kellen Mond, who needs about a year to develop, to be ready to be in the NFL. Then you're kind of set up for both. And Julio Jones would just be like just icing on top of everything, right? Like that would be that that'd be the, uh, the, the crazy piece. Yeah, I'm just ready to get this thing over with, man. To be honest with you, um, yeah. I'm excited. I've never been this excited for a draft. I will tell you that we just because we're not used to picking this high up and to draft a quarterback of the future. You know what I mean? You, uh, you're you're live streaming the draft, right? Uh, yes, I am actually. So last year you was, guys are live streaming as well, right? Yeah, we are. Last year was the first year I ever live streamed the draft, only to watch the Patriots trade out of the first round. Right? That was the most. <laughs> you couldn't have been that surprised. Be Bill Belichick, anything, man. <laughs> like I just sat there. I think they're picking like twenty-two or something like that, and that was like two and a half hours into the draft. And because I was watching it on my computer, like I was delayed, and all of a sudden I saw in my chat Belichick traded out. 
And right. I was like, get the fuck out of here. No, he didn't. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and then it comes out that he traded out. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. Oh, I will say God. this. If for some reason, let's say, you know, obviously Lawrence and Zach Wilson won too. If a 49ers draft, I don't know, like, let's say they draft Trey Lance. Um, and, then, and let's say all four quarterbacks are gone. Mac, like all the four quarterbacks that we would want, if they're all gone. I, like what do we do then? Like at this point, you you have to take another position play, right? Yeah. Do I? I think you go defense and try to solidify that defense, especially that. Like I, I, I still think that the defense. Yeah. If Parsons is available, he you got to take him at fifteen because to me he's the best linebacker in the draft. If he's not, then I'm. You know they got a couple like Horn, like JC Horn, which is uh, a pretty good cornerback. But I still think they need to address a defensive line at some point, like that interior defensive line. I don't think like Lawrence Guy and Devin Gotcha is is the full answer this season mm-hmm. for the Patriots. So that's what I'd like to see them address. And I mean, you could address the defensive line later in the draft as well. See, that's the good. The see, if I'm the Patriots, what I actually may try to do is trade down in the first round, not trade out. If you can't get to the quarterback, because you could still get one of those solid defensive players. Like I'm thinking of a team like Jacksonville, because Jacksonville I think holds a 25. If you trade down to 25, get one of those defensive players and pick up, you could almost to make that kind of move get that second pick, which is like having another first round pick because it's the first pick of the second round. Then you have a couple of options there. You could take Mond. You could wait till 46 for Mond if you think he could take and, you know, that he'll drop. You got a whole lot of things. And that's my piece, like just knowing Belichick. It's when is he ever taken at his pick unless he's, you know, drafting 31st overall or 32nd overall? Like he, he likes to move around the draft so much. As long as he doesn't trade out. That's just my whole thing is don't ruin my draft night again by trading out. Yeah, of the round. you better pick somebody. You better right. pick somebody. <laughs> And I'm just warning everybody now, if Belichick trades out of the round, I'm just ending the stream. I'm not going f- till the end of the draft again. Like yeah, last same year. here. I'm going to be probably too pissed to keep on watching. <laughs> uh, we got one from Love Vibration Nation here. It says, if the Pats draft Trask, then the Patriots Twitter would turn into the last name into Trash in under 10 seconds. He's not <laughs> one of the boys. Yeah, that's, that's another thing. I don't want a, a freaking quarterback's nickname where, uh, I mean, everyone's just going to call him Kyle Trash. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I don't want a quarterback oh, where you man. where you could just like change the nickname so easily. Like to, to tra- like, no, I don't want that, bro. No, um, the 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 troll is there. The troll is just waiting. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to be trolled on draft day. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean, what can you really say about that. Justin Fields? I can't even come up with a big nick, a good nickname for him. To be honest with you, no. Um, it's just Fields. <laughs> but does anything yeah. rhyme with Fields that we can? <laughs> I mean, who knows? No. I mean, it's better than Mahomes, right? There's a lot of things that came out of that one. There's, uh, yeah, no, there's nothing really that comes from Fields that you could really twist it around and, what, and say what, anything. What quarterback would you be most surprised by that we could take? Like, let's say the Niners pick Justin Fields or Mac Jones. Do you now go after Trey Lance? I mean, is I that like a Trey Lance. I like I okay so <clears throat> I would be surprised if the Patriots took him just because he doesn't seem like a Patriots type of quarterback. He just they like more seasoned guys coming out of college, but my favorite quarterback in the draft is Trey Lance. Like that's the guy I wanted. I think that his ceiling is through the roof, but mm-hmm. he's really going to be a boomer bust pick. Like he could come out and be trash to be honest with you and I and I that's the only risk with him if he, he's 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 going to be boomer. I don't think there's going to be an in-between with him. He's going to be boomer bust. Either we're going to have our quarterback and he's going to be like 2015 Cam Newton or he's going to come out and he's going to be, you know, we might as well go with Jared Stidham because they're they're producing the same. That's the only risk with Trey Lance, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah man, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Bill Belichick draft anybody at this point, any of the quarterbacks. You wouldn't be That's surprised. The thing. I just wish I knew what their big board was. Right. Like we have no clue what their big board is. Like, like let's say they their their eyes are on a quarterback, and he's like that quarterback is gone. Does Belichick be like, okay, let's go with the second best, or does he's like, if this guy is not available, I'm not taking a quarterback. Like, how like keyed in is he on one specific quarterback that he 
that he's like, okay, this is a quarterback I cannot pass up on. And that's, and you know, it's funny because that is such a, the, that's the typical Belichick way, right? It's if my guy's gone, we just move on and not take the the next best guy, which is blown up in his face in the past. And that's my concern. They say they're taking a different approach to this year's draft, whatever that, that draft may be. I was reading a thing about the draft and, and our boy Lawrence who comes on a lot was, was telling me about this too once. And they were saying like in the first round, you shouldn't be worried about scheme fit or anything of that nature. Like you should be taking best player available. If you need a linebacker, you take the best linebacker available. If you need a a corner, you take the best corner available. If you need both, you take the best player available when they go. Whereas with Belichick, I mean, the biggest, you know, our joke on this show is just don't have a good interview. And if you don't have a good interview, then you won't get drafted by the Patriots because of Nikhil Harry, Right. right? Like, Apparently, all the scouts, if you believe the shit that came out, all the scouts wanted, um, they wanted Brown, you know, they wanted Lamb, and Belichick wanted Nikhil Harry because he he aced the interview and had a great interview, and he liked his mentality and liked his fit with the Patriots, and I mean, that's completely blown up in his face. So if his guy goes, then he takes the, you know, he won't take the next best guy at that position. He'll take... His guy. I mean, could we? And the, and I love how you say like because you're so right when you say I wish we knew his draft board. Like, who the fuck had Kyle Duggar on the draft board on a big board last year? You That's know, like saying. yeah, nobody, right? I didn't see one person on a mock draft have Kyle Duggar being picked by the Patriots in the first round. Second round, That's right? second round. yeah, yeah, yeah second round. Like, oh, this is the Patriots mock draft. Like, you don't know crap. Like, right. you don't know who the hell Bill Belichick is is keyed in on. You know what you I mean? Know, I don't know if you saw what we did last week, but you know what our mock draft was? Because we've been just getting requests to do a mock draft. We put, we had like things and we put it in, we drew things out of a hat. Like, okay, we're trading out of the round and we're picking this position because I'm like, that's how you're going to predict the Patriots mock draft because nobody has any idea what yeah. they're going to do. Yeah, and they gave us like an A minus. Yeah, we got a great <laughs> draft. And we like, we like, we picked a quarterback in the fourth round. Like we we left everything up to chance because we figured it was probably going to be just as accurate as the the mock draft we could come up with. And you know, you hear Mel, you know, Mel Kiper, like, oh, I'd be shocked if the Patriots don't trade up. You know, Mike Reese is coming out saying they're locked in on a quarterback. I think that's what we all think, just because when you look at their situation, all they have is Cam Newton. And Jared Stidham, I guess. I always forget about him, but they that's you know, they need a quarterback, but like okay, I know you'd be upset, Tyson, but mm-hmm. can, can you foresee this scenario? And I can that we're sitting here next Monday saying why didn't Belichick draft a quarterback? Uh, uh, <laughs> I, mm, <laughs> I don't really hope. I mean, uh I just <laughs> Belichick can't like, bro. He has to realize, man. He, no, bro. You better pick. I don't like get Kellen Mond in. Like, give us a quarterback. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, okay, if you don't pick a quarterback in the first round because everyone else is taking the quarterback that you wanted, I can understand it. I can forgive that because you're not in the top ten, right? Or yeah. if you want to trade up, but the, the the price is just too high, but. I look at it this way. If you really think that this quarterback that you want to trade up for is going to be the next coming and he's the one who's going to lead you into the future, then you pay whatever the hell you can to get him. Mm-hmm. Like it's a quarterback position. It's not something that you got to, you can cheap out of. You know what I mean? If you want that per, if you want that guy, go and get him. I don't care what the cost is. Like the 49ers traded, what was it? Th- two, two first round picks? Three. Three first yeah. round picks. Three, like, 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 you gotta pay the price if you want a quarterback that you that you like. And, and they the have a young quarterback. I, I will say this: if the 49ers take Mac Jones at number three, it's about Patriots fans eating each other. Oh, I don't know if you've been looking at the 49ers fan base, but they are going to be absolutely livid if they take Mac Jones at number three. Oh yeah, and I don't think Mac Jones is a number three pick in a draft. Right. No, I don't either. I agree with you. Yeah, no, San Francisco is gonna be is gonna be livid, and there's still a big contention of 49er fans that still want Jimmy Garoppolo to be their quarterback, and that actually showed a lot of balls by San Francisco because you kind of had your quote unquote franchise quarterback, but you know injuries have been such an issue. Um, you know, and he's coming out today, right? That press conference. Do you, you know? Do you foresee 
Garoppolo on your roster week one. Oh, I can't. What did he say? I can't. I, I can't predict who's going to be I, alive next Sunday. Yeah, we might know. I don't know if everyone's going to be alive. Yeah, <laughs> a so, weird comment. Yeah, it, it, this is uh, this is probably the most excited I've been for a draft. Not just because the Patriots are at fifteen, but because it's we. Even though we never know what Belichick's going to do, we always kind of have an idea of what the draft is going to look like. And I think with this one, we just have no way. Dude, I, I'm envisioning Connor's going to be joining me late, and I'm envisioning me sitting here by myself flipping out because the Patriots have traded up to four with Atlanta, you know, and and they're about to take the a, a quarterback, and and then I have this other like fear where I'm sitting here going, and the Patriots have traded down to the thirtieth overall pick, right? You know? And uh, it can go, it can go so many ways. We just don't know. Like I said, we're just going to have to wait. Honestly, I think it really stems on who the, the 49ers take at number three. Yeah, I think and it's I, I think it's gonna be that when, too. When Atlanta's on the clock and the 49ers, who I think if they mess up and draft Mac Jones, that's when everything's off the table at that point. Like if you're Belichick, man, you better get you better get on the phone with Atlanta right away. Cause now I am thinking you trade up to number four and you get Trey Lance. You get Trey Lance. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's what I would do. Uh, free first round picks, well, gone. Give us Trey Lance. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just my opinion. So and I but have if they take zero issues. If they, no, no, if they take Trey Lance, like a lot of people think they would probably do, then what do you do? Because, yeah, I like Justin Fields. I'm not trading up for Mac Jones. That's just not happening. I'm not trading up for Mac Jones. The only quarterbacks that I would trade up for is Trey Lance and Justin Fields. Those I are only see, two quarterbacks. I would see if Justin Fields could drop to seven. Like right. I'd see – because if you get past Atlanta – yeah. Cincinnati's not going to draft a quarterback. I don't think they're going to dra- trade out either. They need an offensive lineman. They can't risk losing losing the best offensive lineman or Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow is going to be injured again this year. Miami's a wild card because I think that they're, they're talking about trying to trade out a six. I think that they're trying to do anything they can to block the Patriots from drafting a quarterback. You know, they gave away the third. We've heard they were... I'd be watching what Denver does because I think Denver's going to yeah, be in the market for a quarterback. And my thing, though, if I'm Belichick, if my if say, see, it all depends. If we knew their big board, this would be a much easier conversation. But obviously, we don't because I've always thought if they like both Jones and Fields, or say Trey Lance and Fields, and both of them are available, and they like both those guys, I would just wait. I would see what moves guys want to make, and if you have them both equal, I would just see how far they drop until one guy gets taken, and then make your move to get up the other guy, right? And then. You can kind of save yourself some capital. But I have zero issue with the Patriots dropping three first-round picks and, and taking their quarterback because I say this all the time. If you want to equate what a th- what three first-round picks equals, that includes Sony Michelle, Nikhil Harry, and Isaiah Wynn. You know, right. and I would gladly, you know, not that I have any beef with Sony Michelle. He helped us win a Super Bowl. Uh, Isaiah wins a good tackle, but he's hurt all the time. I would gladly give up those three guys for Justin Fields or Trey Lance any day of the week. So I have zero issues with the Patriots moving up. We do got a chat here from the hook. Mike, who says 2006, everyone thought Moss was done too. And look what happened when the Pats traded for him. Uh, Julio on another team will uh, most likely rejuvenate him. I think the only difference between Randy Moss and Julio Jones, we appreciate your super chat. Thank you. I think the only difference between – I don't know, maybe you guys think differently. The only difference between Julio Jones and Randy Moss is that I don't think Moss was really dealing with injuries back in 06, where Julio Jones, no. a big part of his decline, has been more injury problems rather than not performing or attitude. Right, yeah, that's that's exactly what I was just thinking. Randy Moss was never really a, a injury-prone guy for the most part. No, and Julio Jones isn't an attitude guy, right? Like Randy right. Moss made life miserable in Oakland when he was there. And I think that was one of the big reasons Oakland wanted him gone. Yep. So I think that's really the big difference. And I mean, the other big thing too is, is I'm just throwing this out here. We also had, they had Tom Brady, right? Which makes a big difference as well when you're bringing in a guy, not that I'm, talking smack on cam newton but he's not tom brady by any means so that's that's only that's just my opinion on that uh we're rolling okay, up guys well i appreciate you guys having me on man i gotta dip yeah no we appreciate um, you, you know being here man 
Yeah. Uh, my prediction, honestly, um, I have no prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Insightful words. I have no prediction because I'm not going to predict something and then, you know what I'm saying, be completely wrong, which I most likely will be. But if I had my way, if I was Belichick, depending on who the 49ers pick, I'll get, I'm getting Trey Lance or Justin Fields. Those are the two quarterbacks that I want. If Mac Jones falls, which he could, if Mac Jones falls to 15, you take Mac Jones. Yeah, that's the only way I'm taking Mac Jones is if he falls. So, well, okay, free, guys, appreciate you guys coming on the show, and uh, we'll see what happens, man. All right, buddy, Absolutely, we'll talk to you man. soon. Thanks, Tyson. Peace. Thanks, man. Oh, that was Tyson over from Master at Work. Make sure you go check out his stuff. He's been uh, really pumping out content lately. Not necessarily Patriots content, but nice. a lot of content. A uh, lot of chat we couldn't get to. Uh, yes. So we're going to try to get to that. We need to take a really quick break here. Got to hear from our sponsors. Everybody's favorite, our sponsors over at manscaped.com. And then we will be back to just, you know, see what you guys have to say. Support for Dear Pats Nation is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Fellas, when was the last time you could see behind the bushes? Now, let me tell you, Taking care of my nether regions and making sure I'm getting a close shave always makes me nervous when you are not using the right products, especially when you're trying to use products designed for your face. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped and engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents. And that is thanks to their advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Guys, Manscaped obsesses over technology development to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. They also use the best ingredients in all of their formulations. And guys, when I tell you that trimming the bushes makes the tree stand taller, that's a little bit of an understatement. And guys, this is premium. And I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take that longer shave. And one of the coolest features that you have on this device, it illuminates areas for a closer shave and a more precise trimming. And they've also upgraded the motor to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And don't forget about the charging stand. Guys, I do it. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock and it is powered by USB. And if you are listening right now, you are one of the first people to hear about this life-changing product, and I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RayRoute at manscaped.com. Level up your hygiene routine with only the best manscaping tools. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code RayRoute at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping at manscaped.com using the code RayRoute. That's R-A-Y. Y R A U T H trim your junk with manscape. Yeah, buddy. We're back. Yes, we are. I'm just looking through the chat here. I know you're looking for stuff. I was just looking if I was just looking if the hook Mike followed up just because he threw out the super chat and he just went trading the kill in a second and a fourth for Julio Jones. I'd be okay with that. Not giving yeah. up a first, giving up a second and fourth and Nikhil Harry. Yeah, at that point, I mean, I would be down. I'd I don't want to. I, I wouldn't want to give up an overwhelming amount for him because I feel like the Patriots are getting a lot younger at receiver right now, and Julio Jones obviously older. But if it wasn't that high of a price tag, I mean, I, I know they're getting younger it. at a lot of positions, but I think that he would be adding him to the squad would be that real veteran presence. And Lawrence has asked me that after Julian Edelman retired, he said. Who's going to be the veteran presence in the Patriots wide receiving room this year? It's right. not really Nelson Aguilar. Jacoby Myers is only a third-year receiver. Kendrick Bourne is young. Gunnar Olszewski is young. Nikhil Harry is a bust. I mean, young. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that, yeah, no, I, I, 
I think adding a veteran receiver, even if you bring in a Demir Bird, I know it's not Julio Jones, but somebody who's been around the league just to have a little bit of a veteran presence in the locker room may not be a bad thing for New England at some point after the draft. Right. Yeah, that would definitely help as well because uh, a lot of these guys are are definitely early in their career still. Yes, sir. Uh, You want me to go to some chats here? Yeah, let's look at some chats. Found this one very interesting from uh, Hanif Seven G. Mond is the last good horse, and that's I, that's a good point, man. I mean, I haven't really thought about it, but after Kellen Mond, who I think everyone expects to go in what the second round, yes. I, I mean, who do they really have from there? Is there anybody else that might be worth taking a look at? I mean, obviously, I'm sure quarterbacks are going to get drafted between the end of the second round and the end of the draft, but I don't know. I, I haven't really thought about anyone going deeper. Like, is There's Belichick a, considering any third or fourth rounders? I don't know. I don't know. There's a couple of guys that I've seen Patriot fans mention on this show in the chat. We, we You and I haven't done, like, a breakdown on, on them. Right. Davis Mills out of Stanford is one, and Jamie Newman out of Georgia. So according to CBS rankings, Davis Mills is ranked 62nd overall. Jamie Newman, 121 overall, believe it or not, oh, yeah. Kel- and Kellen Mond, 141. So again, oh, this really? isn't this isn't an updated board. Yeah, yeah. Do right. you want to hear their draft profiles? Would that make things easier? Yeah, I mean, it, Kellen Mond, I'm ob- I'm obviously familiar with. Jamie Newman is is he the one from? Was he from Notre Dame? Georgia, I think. Georgia, okay. Yeah, the Notre Dame quarterback is not Ian Book. Maybe. Yes, that's Ian Book, I believe. Okay. Right? Am I wrong? Let's look. Ian Book. Ian Book. What am I doing? Oh, I'm looking up draft profile for Davis Mills, right? Yeah, he is. You're right. He is the Notre Dame quarterback. Is right? Yep. Look at me. It's like I've actually done research. Very interesting to see where uh, some of these guys are going to go. Okay, so this is one of the smallest draft profiles I'm going to read you yet. <laughs> okay, nice. Davis Mills has average athleticism overall with regards to agility in and out of the pocket. He does a good job with subtle movements inside the pocket. However, on boots, naked, and RPOs, his lack of good athleticism and movement shows. He's a competitive player who has rallied his team from deficits. He is more accurate in the short to intermediate area than he is in his deep ball, although he shows moments of good touch on his deep passes. Ideal role, backup NFL quarterback. Okay. All right, then. Ideal role. I don't know if the Patriots are necessarily in the market for a backup quarterback that they're going to use a draft pick on right now. Um, So maybe not so much. So that was Davis. Yep. Maybe, and uh, now I'm going to look at Jamie Newman. Yeah, maybe not take a flyer on Davis then. Jamie Newman's a little bit longer. Wake Forest quarterback Jamie Newman, Newman is a toolsy project with good size, arm strength, mobility, and poise. The Demon Deacons took full advantage of his dual threat skill set, implementing spread concepts that afforded him simplified reads, where if his first option wasn't available, he would have the spacing available to use his legs. Wake Forest also featured plenty of quarterback power and designed runs that allowed him to keep the offense moving with his legs. Newman is a terrific athlete and a physical runner. As a passer, Newman has plenty of room for growth when it comes to accuracy, decision-making, field vision, progression, hitting throws with anticipation, and navigating the pocket. Newman should be viewed as a developmental quarterback, but one that brings an exciting package of physical traits to the table. There shouldn't be expectation that he will take the reins of an NFL offense in his career, but package could be created for him to take advantage of his skill set. If everything comes together, Newman has the makeup to be an NFL starter, but has ways to go. Ideal role, developmental quarterback. We've done, we've talked about him before. That's the right. kid that sort of reminds us of Cam Newton. Right. I mean, and honestly, it sounds a lot better than than the one you just read previously. I mean, this sounds like somebody who actually has potential. They have a very high ceiling. I mean, that would make a lot more sense to use a where is he expected to go fourth round? 
third round, fourth round. I mean, it would make sense to invest a third or fourth round pick into this kid if he has the potential to be legitimate. 121. What is that? That's for early fourth, fourth round? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because so, yeah, the right Patriots' comp right pick in, in the third is ninety six. So yeah, they got him as a as a as a. And they have a, a bunch of picks right in there. They have the third, fourth. They have a bunch of picks right in right in that range. So that would honestly make a lot of sense for the Patriots. Maybe they'll consider that option and try and get somebody like him, because I I, I don't know I don't know what they're going to do as far as the first round, obviously. But that that guy makes a lot more sense. Do you want to hear about Felipe Franks? That's the guy that we drafted the other night. Yes, dude. Actually, where's Felipe Franks supposed to go? Where did we draft him? Like the third or fourth round, right? I think we dropped him in the fourth round. Yep. And they have him ranked at 219, which is a fifth, but I think a fourth Girl. isn't much of a stretch. Felipe Franks, a Red Sox. Yeah, and he's uh he's a Red Sox as well. So do you I love hear- Felipe Franks. Let's listen to his one. Let's look at what the draft network has to say about him. Future star. Guaranteed winner. I can't find him on the draft. Oh, there we go. Yeah, buddy. Starting out his career at Florida, Felipe Franks transferred to Arkansas during his final season. Before transferring, he recorded 698 passing yards, five touchdowns, and three interceptions, completing 76.1% of his passes prior to his season-ending ankle injury in 2019. Quickly welcomed at Arkansas, Franks revitalized himself and infused energy into a program fresh off a 2-10 season. Franks unlocked new levels in his game that didn't seem to be apparent during his time in Gainesville. At six foot six, he's a tall passer that has average traits all around. He has an average arm that helped him take advantage of the short to intermediate areas that are centered around run-pass options and half-field reads. Franks has enough mobility to get himself out of harm's way and also a threat of a designed runner. Still a huge project. He projects as a player that still needs a lot of time in order for it to potentially reach the final stage of his development. Developmental <laughs> developmental number three or long-term practice squad quarterback. <laughs> Scam, man. Why the, Aaron why they have to do my boy system. Franks like that? Oh man! Long-term practice squad quarterback. They really put that. <laughs> Come on, man. Jake Delegata's got that position locked up already. Developmental number three or long-term <laughs> practice squad quarterback. I wouldn't make that up. So he uh, he might end up being a relief pitcher for the Red Sox, it looks like then, huh, based on this? Yeah, maybe. Maybe you should go check out his baseball career. Oh man! But hey, they said the same thing. They said Tom Brady should have went and played for uh, the Expos. Yeah, he could have came up to Canada, right? Oh man, that's I can't believe they did my boy Felipe like that. We'll <laughs> see. I still have faith. I still have faith. Because you were really excited about the Patriots Red Sox connection. Because he technically that, that'd be really easy for him just to bounce back and forth, especially in October. Yeah, absolutely, I'd do it. I'd take it. Deion Sanders did it, right? Would you okay? So. Would you be okay if he was the number three quarterback on the team? If he bumped Stidham to be the number three, that'd be fine by me. Yeah, I'd be on board with that. As yep. long as he can play for the Red Sox too. Yeah, because they he probably says, will need a relief pitcher. I was reading something about him after we drafted him, inadvertently, and there, I read something about he would like to play for the Red Sox even after he decided to play football in college. He still had a desire to play for the Red Sox. So yeah. I should try to find his his. Okay, you find a chat and go. I'm gonna see if I can find his baseball ranking. All right, nice. We got one here from uh, Tasalitos. It says Fields has that four 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 speed. Uh, imagine that run game. Yeah, he he is extremely fast. I mean, running a four four forty is obviously very quick. That would be a very good run game, man. Because then he'd be super mobile. Plus, Damian Harris, Sony Michelle. James White. I think they're going to be able to run the ball really well behind that offensive line too. So that would that would be nice. I can't find his. So he was drafted in the 31st round in 2019. Yep. Out of high school. His national ranking was 500th overall. 
Out of right-handed pitchers, he was ranked 228. His Florida State ranking was 117 overall, 41 for right-handed pitchers. Uh, height and weight, 6'6", 215. Nice. The Red Sox pre- still have him listed as a player. I'm prepared to have him pitch for the Red Sox tomorrow if they need him. His take another arm in the bullpen. His top fastball is 88 miles an hour. Ooh, goo. Going to need to work on that one. Yeah, but that was, I don't know, that was back in 2016, so it could be faster now, but I don't know how much All he's right. been working on his, I don't know how much he's been working on his fastball playing football. Yeah, hopefully, you know, if, if he goes in the other direction, he's going to need to step that up a bit. 88 miles an hour, that's what Dennis Eckersley would call salad. That's salad? Not gonna, that's not going to do it. Yeah, it's not going to do it for him. Throw some salad out there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I didn't pay attention to that question, so let's go to another one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was too busy trying to get you some, some Red Sox knowledge. Nice. Matthew Parker says, my dad knows a guy that has a friend that has a cousin that knows someone who lives on Bowen. I don't know, but I think he is, he's officially one of our new sources. Then if he has a guy that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows a cousin that knows somebody like this. 200 chats, and that's the one you picked. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Eric Super Patriot said he could beat out Stidham, though, right? I just said that. I think he could beat out Stidham. I mean, do you want Stidham or do you want Felipe Franks, man? Although oh. he's also going to have to try and beat out Jake Delegata, too. I would read. Uh, I uh, uh, yeah, I would. I would be fine. I, I Connor, I think you could beat out Stidham if if you really wanted to. If I start working now, I think I'd be, I'd be able to give him a close run come August, right? Yeah, I bet you could. Dear Pass Nation, you should make a PayPal that when people donate, they put a message and you read it and actually get the money from the donos. It's actually uh, a pretty smart thing, but I don't know if it'll be able to work. Yeah, it's all right. I mean, our PayPal is in our our comments, but we probably wouldn't check it often enough. And now we're fine. Let YouTube make their money. I mean, poor Google. Google needs to make money too. They're That's they're, true. they're they're hungry. They're struggling. They got yeah, people they're struggling. Tazalitos, what is he saying about the kicker? Yeah, we are going to need a kicker for those clutch situations, a.k.a. championship games. This is all for you, what Connor. You, what do you mean a clutch kicker? We we already have one of the most clutch kickers in the history of the game. I don't think Nick Folk missed a field goal when it even came close to mattering last year. He was hitting like 60 yarders to win games. How many times did he come on the field with no time left and just absolutely boot it straight through? I mean, I think we should just have immense gratitude that we even have a guy like Nick Folk and that he was able to come back and sign for pennies and take a huge hometown discount. So I'm pretty happy that they were able to keep Nick Folk. I mean, I I think that if they're even close to midfield and the game's within reach, he's ready to go out there and kick. I was I was leaving that all for you. I saw something about us needing a, a new kicker. I had to click on the comment. So I want to, I, I think I have a great comment here that I want to pull up for you. Nice. I think this one is right up your wheelhouse. Oh, wow. Any actually, fullback yeah. prospects you guys are looking at? I've actually been taking a look at a lot of fullbacks lately. I've really been studying that for the draft, um, especially like in the later rounds. I'm, I'm thinking the Patriots in the fifth, sixth round are really going to start to um, – target the fullback position. I'd really like to see them get like uh, Mike Allstott. Does he have a son that's coming into the league or anything? I feel like he's old enough at this point. We got Asante Samuel Jr. We got uh, Joe Horn's kid. Maybe maybe a Mike Allstott Jr. Is he going to be out there? <laughs> that's that's who I have my eyes set on at that position. I, I, I think Patriots go after one very late. How about, uh, Ron, how about Stevenson out of Oklahoma? Oh, Stevenson. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely on a lot of people's draft boards. Um, big, strong guy, good blocking would probably be able to punch the football in from a yard out similar to like a James Devlin type guy. You know, I, I, I think Stevenson would definitely be a good consideration. 
How about Spencer Brown? Spencer Brown, yeah, he he concerns me a little bit more. Um, I don't think he has the explosiveness as um, Stevenson. Stevenson obviously did a great job over at Oklahoma. So I, I, I'd prefer that they went with someone like Stevenson. Uh, how about Ben Mason out of Michigan? Oh, Ben Mason out of Michigan is very underrated. Yeah, great blocker, good size, fast hands. Ben, ben Mason would be another good guy. I don't know, though. I feel like he's going to go pretty early. <laughs> first round? Potentially, yeah. I mean, probably at the later first round, but so- somewhere in that in that range. Lawrence says, sorry about Patriots outsider tonight. My internet was really unreliable the past two days. So I do need to defend Lawrence just a little bit. As soon as he tweeted that his that his uh, internet was stable, I messaged him immediately and said, let's just cancel tonight. Because <laughs> I think I can tell them what's going on with me right now, Connor. There we go, Guys, yeah. My gut has been on fire for the last two hours. It's a good thing you got the sunglasses on, I think. It is. I've been messaging Connor privately saying, is it showing right now that I'm in pain? Like, I'm really, as soon as this is over and I click end broadcast, I'm going to double over in pain. I mean, it hurts so much and I'm so tired that I just said to Lawrence, you know what? Don't worry about it. Let's just do it tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going to go to <laughs> sleep until the nine o'clock. So got to defend my boy a little bit. He was ready to go. So mm. Lawrence is going to come on with us at nine o'clock tomorrow. Nice. Yes. I like it. I come like it when up. we get, when we get Lawrence in the mix. And McChicken good. says Ben Mason is actually pretty good. You see, that's what I was just saying, man. I was just talking about how good he is. I was just concerned that he's going to get drafted too high and the Patriots might not have an opportunity to be able to get a guy like that. I'm thinking they're going to try and take a guy who does the fullback positioning later in the draft and, and Ben Mason's just going to be gone by then. I'd also like to point out that McChicken could have made up all of these names and I would completely have no idea and go along with it. You would have just kept going? He could say like John Lewis out of Idaho State and I'd be like, oh yeah, absolutely, the fullback. (sighs) It's a sound of disappointment. It's not a sound of disappointment. I'm just, my head's not completely in it tonight. I hear you. Thank God you're actually carrying the show. This is... You're in a much better mood than you were yesterday. You think so? Oh, you were you were pissy on yesterday's show. You were really pissy on Patreon. I guess. I don't even rem- I don't even remember the show. What did we talk about yesterday? We had an argument about who who instilled- I remember Patreon. I don't remember the show. We got into an argument, you and I. On YouTube? On Patreon. Oh, on Patreon. I remember Patreon, yes. I don't yeah, remember yeah. YouTube. I don't remember yesterday's show either. But we were both we were both pissy yesterday. We both got into an argument on Patreon. You yep. turned into like a child and started ignoring me. Yep. You legit. I watched Connor during Patreon start surfing the internet. Like I could see the light shining in his face. <laughs> and I'm, I saw him surfing the internet. When I'm doing it now, I was just looking at Ian Book's thing, trying to do some research. Oh no, but you had the so he went from talking to this. Yep. And I could see him <laughs> not listening to a word I was saying, just going, yep. And I think I finished with, yep, Tom Brady's perfect. He can do no wrong. Yep. Well, let's just end it here. And Connor said, yep, he is perfect. Yep. <laughs> he just, He's perfect in my eyes. And then we had to tell, and then that got me into a big fight with Somers. And then the, this just I had nothing on. to do with the Somers part. No, you didn't. And then we had to clarify to everybody so we didn't get DMs that, you know, there's no beef. <laughs> we'll be okay. <laughs> because we'd had a disagreement once and we had people legit. Think legit the show was ending. Yeah. DMing us. What about like, are we okay? Can we get through this? And they were serious. They were, they were worried. People were worried. We were, we were splitting up because we had a disagreement because we'd never, we don't like, we disagree about things, but it's not very often that we have those moments That's where true. you can tell the two of us are getting pissed off at each other. Right. And then what I learned about Connor is when he gets pissed off, he shuts down. And then he pisses me off more because he's shutting down and he just starts agreeing with you just to agree with you. So I start saying the same thing over and over again, trying to incite a reaction. And I don't get the (laughs) reaction. (laughs) And I think that our second conversation about pitchers being too soft would have been a great conversation if it wasn't following that piece. Because from there, 
I was just watching the time waiting for the show to end. So I didn't have to talk to you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds about right. We have our moments. We have our, we have our, our corals. Yes. Is that Mike? Is that, can you hear that? What? I can hear. I don't know. My laptop's making noise. I don't know if you guys could hear it on the show as well. Beep. Beep. Oh, it's only on my end then. All right. Good. Why is it beeping? I don't know. Is it plugged in? It's plugged in, but I have like three or four things plugged in when I have all this stuff going. Is it still beeping? No, it stopped, but it did it a couple of times. I didn't know if the show was hearing it as well. I'm I'm like lo- looking at this this chat right now. Yep. And uh, I don't think anybody's even listening to us. They're all just having their own conversation. Well, I also have this. Bam. <laughs> Deontay Paulite folk is clutch. You're right. This guy is right. It's a smart person right here. He knows what he's talking about. Everyone listen to this guy. My Patriots update. Folk. Any kicker in existence. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. Come on. Who could beat him? Who? Adam Vinatieri? Adam Vinatieri in his prime. I'll give it to him. They're so very, you can't put, even, in, even, for, even for the joke, you can't put Folk over Adam Vinatieri. That's true. That's true. I can't say that against Adam Vinatieri. He's the clutchest kicker of all time in the what history a, of kickers ever. But I think Nick in Folk real life. In, in real, real life. life. What about Stephen Gostowski? No, I'll say no to Stephen Gostowski. You, you have know Nick why? Folk over Stephen Gostowski. Well, you know why? I, I, no, I can't. Stephen Gostowski was very good for a long time, but he also missed he, a bunch of kicks at in the, the end Super of his, Bowls. At the end of his career. He wasn't he, that good. He didn't in 14, though. No, he had a good career for a long time. He was very consistent for the Patriots. 2015 and on is when he sort of had his drop-off. As soon as he missed that extra point in the AFC Championship game, he was never the same kicker after that. And then he missed the extra point in the Falcons Super Bowl. He missed an extra point in almost every Super Bowl. Yes, I was just going to say that. He missed an extra point in the Eagles Super Bowl. He used to piss me off with that, like when when he would miss like extra points in like important games. I hated that. Our boy Mike, another uh, Massachusetts guy for you, says, can you guys quiet down on the stream? We're busy typing. (laughs) (laughs) Our apologies. I don't want to bother anyone. I know you guys are talking. (laughs) We're we're like the teacher in school right now, and people are having conversations. We are. Should we just sit here quietly? Yeah, we'll sit here quietly and wait. Yeah, but, like, yeah, Gostowski, 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 like, is to he me, still playing this year? Is he I'm back? Not, I'm not sure if he is. He played for what yeah. the Titans last year? Yeah. To me, though, like everything changed after that Denver game, after right. the AFC Championship game in Denver, when they lost by one point and they basically lost by his missed extra kick. Like, I want to go. And, and yes. it was also. Yes. I, yes. And then they had to go for two. And even though they made that great comeback, scored that touchdown, they should have kicked an extra point and went to overtime. Yeah, but they lost yes. by one because mm-hmm. ever since that game, and was that has, when they when they was that when they had short ones? I don't think it was right. It but was still, a short one. It it was. That's pathetic. I think so, but yeah, but it was. I think it was his first. He hit something. He had a he had the record at that time for the most made extra points. Right. So like I'm looking here. In two thousand and so in two thousand and six, in two thousand from two thousand six to two thousand and fifteen, he was one hundred percent on extra points. Now it was the short ones, but he was one hundred percent. He was in the like I'm looking. Hey, you know what? I'm looking at his kicks here. Like he was thirty one for twenty six. Yeah. But with, but. Okay. but but I want to know how many of those were 50s, how many were missed at 30. Actually, that's true, yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh, Last year, didn't he miss a bunch of easy ones and drill a bunch of hard ones? He's done. Yeah. Like, he's done. The, mic, the hook mic says, we're multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> Guy's doing a good job. It's all good. Multitask, we appreciate you. The hook mic is a Patreon subscriber as well, so appreciate everything about him. Yeah, buddy. But yeah, no, everything sort of fell apart for him after that. Tw- I, I say it all the time. After that, tw- I'm, I want to look at his playoff. Yeah, because he's he's missed multiple kicks in important situations. Well, not necessarily important, like in important games. 
He had four tackles in the 2007 playoffs. Damn. Shout out to him. All right. All right. I kind of like Gostowski a little bit again. All right. Playoff summary. 2006 playoffs went nine for nine in extra points, eight for eight in field goals. Nice. 2007 went nine for nine in extra points. One for two in field goals. Okay. I wish it would show what he missed. Right, right. Uh, 2009, two for two in extra points, one for one in field goals. 2011, 10 for 10 in extra points. Because I think 2010 he was hurt, right? 2011, 10 for 10 in extra points, five for five in field goals. 2012, six for six in extra points, four for four in field goals. 2013, six for six in extra points, one for one in field goals. 2014, 15 for 15 in extra points, one for one in field goals. And then this 2015, this was that year, three for four in extra points, four for four in field goals. And that one miss was against Denver. He was never the same after that. After that, 2016, he went seven for seven in field goals, but seven for nine. He missed two extra points that playoffs. Yeah. 2017, he went 11 for 12 and three for five in field goals. Not good. 2018, he did not miss an extra point. He went 10 for 10 in extra points. That was the Rams. Yeah. Uh, but he went five for six. He missed a field goal. So, yeah, things kind of fell apart for him after he – and when I say fell apart, I mean he was still a good kicker compared to a lot of the other kickers in the league, but he wasn't Mr. Automatic anymore after that 2015 game. Right, yeah. From there, he definitely took a little bit of a of a dive. He's been a good kicker his entire career, though. He he did well for the Patriots for a long time. I got to give it a Gustowski. So does it go Vinatieri, Gostowski, Folk? Yeah, that, if I'm being honest, that's the real depth chart right now. Folk's the third best kicker in, in Patriots history. Or NFL league history. history. League history, yeah. Yeah, league history, absolutely. All right, guys, close the chat. No more super chats. No more super chats. So we got Lawrence coming on with us tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Excited about that. Yeah, buddy. Probably hang out with us for a little bit before he's. I think he's got to take a buddy to work. Uh, Sarah will be on for her new show, New England Chatter, at 7 p.m. Eastern Time tomorrow, all on her lonesome. I think she's talking a little bit about Julio Jones and Jimmy Garoppolo, so nice. get more in-depth into that conversation. Wednesday, it's Connor and I again. Uh, I'm not sure if we'll do Patriots Outsider. I'll talk to Lawrence since he's coming on with us Tuesday night. I'll see if he still wants to do Wednesday or not. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday is draft time. I will be live at the beginning of the draft. I think Connor will be joining us a little bit later, depending on when the draft starts. I got to look at all the start times. Yeah. I have booked Gabby to come join us for a little bit. Nice. I'm going to talk to Sarah, and I'm going to talk to Lawrence and see if they can join us. Uh, not for the whole show. It's like maybe like 15, 20 minutes at a time. Uh, but I'm going to ask Gabby to start the show with me since I'm on my own, and we can talk about some of our predictions so really looking forward to that. Appreciate all of you. Uh, Connor, I do have a question for you, though, sir. Yes. Um, Are you able to tell me about those Patriots? They're going to be legit, kid. We want to thank all of our Dear Pats Nation loyalty club members over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. For only $5 a month, Connor and I record an exclusive webcast Sunday through Thursday. So if you like all the free content that we offer here, can I suggest that you check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We don't have any tiers. We don't charge you for different levels of access. We have one tier at one cost, five bucks. You'll get five webcasts a week and you can participate in our Patreon exclusive live stream every second Friday. You can hang in the chat. You can join Connor and I on the screen and have a voice-to-voice conversation with us and other Dear Pats Nation Loyalty Club members. But in order to get the content, you have to join the club. And you can do that by going to patreon.com slash Sports. If you'd like to check it out, we have left the link to the Dear Pats Nation Patreon page wherever and however you are listening or watching. And guys, there are many different ways that you can support Dear Pats Nation, but the only way that you can do that in style is by visiting the Dear Pats Nation merch shop over at teespring.com slash stores slash DPN. And when you're there, get your hands on the newest DPN apparel, t-shirts, mugs, hoodies, whatever you want. Get it all at our merch store at teespring.com slash store slash DPN. For your convenience, we've left a link to our merch store in the description or wherever you're listening or watching this show. Because I think the purpose of 
faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.